of your voice to your people. With such clarity, God, my prayer remains that we will only have two options. To either be a doer or to be a denier. So, Lord, I thank you in advance for transformation and regeneration. God, I know you got some breaking you want to do today. Do so by your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap those hands. <clears throat> Notebooks out. We got work today. It's a bunch of Bengals fans in here. Some of y'all lying. Some of y'all lying. It's all right. That's all right. I'm looking around. Some of y'all ain't telling the truth. I ain't watched a game of football in the last 12 seasons. <laughs> Some, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate the people who roll with their team who ain't even in the Super Bowl. Still rolling. Got a couple real fans, even though y'all at home. It's all right, real. Get those Bibles held up. <laughs> Come on, let's declare. The only way that I can keep my way pure is to guard it according to the word. This word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Today, I will receive the word implanted, which is able to save my soul. All right. Y'all got your notebooks? Amen. Y'all ready? All right. Now, I'll stop when we full. All right. So, we continue to deal with anger. And I need us to understand when it comes to anger, that anger is not, write this in your notes as we get, get this party started, anger is not a standalone problem. Yeah. Anger is not a standalone problem. Anger is a root issue. If you can identify anger in your life, then I know for certain that there are some other situations going on. As a matter of fact, and I won't turn there, will I? Mm. I wasn't going to do that. Okay, Lord, just, just stay right there. You all right, don't move. Go to Matthew real fast. 
Jesus Christ. Already. Say anger is a root issue. And for everybody, and the reason I'm starting with this, I'm going to go to Colossians in a minute, but the reason I'm starting with this is because I think that too many of us, Deacon Sanders, are taking this anger thing too lightly. In other words, Shan, we're saying things like, I only get mad around them. Or my anger is only about that. Or this person. Or that circumstance. Or we saying stuff like, you know, you go back and last, last Sunday, because some of y'all wasn't prepared for me to dissect anger in that way, and then you, you said to yourself, self, it ain't that bad. Let me help y'all right here. Just right from the beginning. Because I need to say this, I need to say this, and I'm going to read Matthew 5. Go ahead and turn to it. I ain't telling you the verse yet. Jesus did not come to normalize the ethic of the world. Whoo, that's not in my notes, right. Right, right, come on, somebody write. Jesus did not come to normalize the ethic of the world. Jesus came to demonstrate the ethic of the kingdom. So much so that he took the ethic of the world and said that that was not the standard anymore. Yeah. And I'm going to show you how the ethic of the kingdom feels about anger. Are we all right? I think some of y'all don't start wearing masks again just because y'all don't want me to see y'all faces. Matthew 5, 21. You have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder. Stop. Show of hands, how many of you agree that murder is bad? Come on, show of hands, how many of you agree that murder is bad? Murder. Okay. You have heard that the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder. I agree. Whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. Stop. Verse 21 is in the ethic of the world. If you commit murder, even in the natural system, there's a problem with that. Y'all with me? <coughs> murder is seen as illicit even in a natural ethic. Verse 22, watch Jesus. But I say, everyone who's angry, okay. Everyone who's angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says, to his, whoever says, Lord, help me, help me, help me, don't do that, Lord. Whoever says to his brother, you good for nothing, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. Oh, 
Jesus said, oh, you think murder is bad. Jesus says, in the ethic of the kingdom, anger and murder are on the same level. And we're going to get to this next week, but let me go ahead and just say it so that if you ain't going to show, you already know I'm coming for you next week. He says, watch this, if anger is on the level of murder, once you start speaking, it's even worse. Hmm. He said, if you start, if you start saying, if, if you allow your anger to manifest out of your heart through your lips, out of the abundance of the heart, once you get there, there's a different level of liability. There's a different level of liability. So I need you to understand that anger is not something that we should take lightly. The anger of man, listen, the anger of man restrained or in full rage is a problem. I'll say it again. The anger of man restrained or in full rage is a problem. Don't think that just because you, 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 you think you got a hold on to it. I'm good today. Because the anger of man indicates the presence of a corrupt heart. One. A hostile mind. Two. And the engagement in evil deeds. Three. If you have anger... Your heart is not pure. You cannot have a pure heart and anger at the same time, not the anger of man. So if you're dealing with the anger of man, three things are true. Your heart is corrupt, your mind is hostile, and you are engaged in evil deeds. Somebody say, anger must go. Oh, y'all don't sound convinced. Y'all still want to keep it. Say, anger must go. I'm challenging you to divest, to disengage. Elder Leela, I, I, I want us to kick anger out of our lives. We keep playing footsie with it. We keep playing footsie because we enjoy the euphoria that we get through the dopamine rush called anger. We enjoy when we feel strong and mighty. We enjoy when we can, you know, puff our proverbial chest out and tell somebody what we gonna do or cuss them out real good and make them cry. And we feel as if we have done something real powerful by, by, by hurting someone's feelings. But God declares today that all of that anger that's in you is not only poisonous, but it's gonna mess around and send somebody to hell. Let me say this right before I get to the text today. It ain't worth it. Okay. It's not, and don't think, yes, Lord, don't think that you're going to cut off the things making you angry and God is going to be pleased by you, watch this, acting as if the problem don't exist. See, because here's what we do. You know, you make me mad, I'm going to cut you off. All right tell you what, the next time you get an ache in your body, cut the limb off. Nobody does that. You tend to the problem. Nobody gets, sprains their ankle and cut the whole foot off. 
We don't. You tend to the problem. But many of us don't want to do the hard work. So let me, let me, let me go back to this recap verse. Colossians 3. Let's begin in verse 5. It'll be on your screens. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as, what's the next word? Come on, saints. Dead. Not sleep. Oh. Dead. Dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. Verse 6. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God, I don't want that. The wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. I'm not about that life. Verse 7, and in them you also once walked when you were living in them. Verse 8, but now. You also put them all aside. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Say, let it go. Let me revisit these definitions. Y'all okay? Yes? Okay. The anger of man is the product of an unregenerated heart. Write that down. It's the product of an unregenerate heart that deems, listen, annoyance, displeasure, hostility, as norms it thinks that's normal like it's the product of an unregenerated heart that 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 deems annoyance displeasure and hostility as a norm and it takes that and listen it responds to anything the soul don't like <laughs> what's your soul mind will emotions intellect and imagination so the anger of man responds to anything the soul don't like because the anger of man is always externally focused. But it's the product of a corrupt heart, an unregenerate heart. Anger of man, somebody going to break a whole TV today. <laughs> somebody somewhere. The video is going to be out by tomorrow. Watch. Somebody somewhere is going to watch the game today. They're not getting paid, Andrew. They're not getting paid. No checks are coming their way. No checks is coming their way. This is not going to give one measure to their stature, as the scripture would say. They team, they team is going to make a bad play. And they're going to break the TV they paid for. Smash it. Tear it up. Because anger is irrational. The anger of man is irrational. Third time. The anger of man is irrational. How about four? The anger of man is irrational. It don't think. It responds. The anger of man don't care about consequences. The anger of man doesn't, doesn't, doesn't take things into consideration because it is the product of an unregenerated heart. Every annoyance, every displeasure, every hostility needs to be responded to with reckless abandon. But righteous indignation, on the other hand. Righteous indignation stands against sin. 
I love this quote. It is the extreme displeasure of a holy heart. It is the extreme displeasure of a holy heart, unable to tolerate sin of any kind. Y'all, I'm floored by people who say they're walking in righteous indignation, but see no problem with their own lives. Let me be clear. I'm just in my introduction. Y'all okay? Let me be clear. There is no scenario. There is no scenario. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. There is no scenario where one should allow the anger of man to remain in your life. There is no scenario. There is none. Now, some of you are like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm going to show many of us today, we're going to turn some lights on on some of your hearts. Now, let me say this as well before I go to my next text in James. The anger of man produces, but it does not produce anything that pleases God. Y'all need it again? Thank you. The anger of man produces but it doesn't produce anything that pleases God. James chapter 1, verse 19. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak. Quick to hear, slow to speak. Slow to anger. Okay, Lord, I'll say that too. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, quintessential book written in the 80s. Sold 20, 30 million copies. Habit number five. Seek first to understand. And then be understood. It's funny. My man Kobe didn't make that up. There it is right there. Quick to hear. So before I start using my mouth, I should use my ears. I don't have nothing to say until I understand. Okay. I don't have anything to say until I understand because I might be responding to a perception and not a reality. Many of us get into arguments which actually reveal the anger which is resident in our unregenerated heart because we are not proficient in the utilization of a spiritual ear. And we respond to what we think we heard, have not run it through the filter of any type of spiritual discernment, and now your mouth is engaged in which you will be held accountable for every idle word that comes forth out of your lips and now you're about to mess around and get in trouble because you are responding to what you think someone meant. What you should have said is, God, help me. What did they mean? Because before I open my mouth, writing checks that I can't cash, I need to make sure that I'm prepared. Hmm. As a matter of fact, let's go further. For the born again, it is not, watch this, I need y'all to not even be natural because when Kobe wrote it, he wanted you to respond to what they said. But God wants you to respond to who they are. Because there are people who are saying things that are hurtful, but it's not them. 
We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. So here it is. You act like you hear God so well. Why can't you hear that you're talking to someone who's unregenerate? And now all of a sudden, you are sitting there about to be at odds with God because you can't discern the difference between the born again and the wretched. Some people you just need to understand. You're not saved. Got it. Understood. Why am I all worked up? See, I, why am I all worked up about this? You're unsaved. I'm about to mess around and have to repent at night because I'm about to go off on somebody who needs prayer. You don't need my vengeance. You need my prayer. Poor thing. You need me to pray. Y'all, y'all, help me, God. You need prayer. I'm about to sit up here and get all in trouble with God because I'm about to respond to you as if you are righteous. You're not. I have no righteous indignation towards you. That's the devil. Because I, I am not even proficient enough to know how to separate you from the demonic activity that is working inside you. Yes, Lord. So let me work with this thing. Let me work with, let me, let me go ahead and back up because if I respond to you, I might hurt you while I'm trying to get it. In all of our zeal to try to get some folks delivered, we done messed around and hurt the person who was the carrier of the demonic. Because some of y'all not proficient enough to do nothing in, 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 in with that. Huh? Can't free yourself. Talking about I rebuke you, Satan. Satan, I rebuke you. No. 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 20. The anger of man, Jesus Christ, does not achieve the righteousness of God. Stop. It doesn't say that the anger of man doesn't achieve anything. What was my point? You just caught it. The anger of man produces, but it doesn't produce anything that pleases God. Verse 20 says, the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. It doesn't say the anger of man don't achieve nothing. It just don't achieve God's righteousness. The anger of man achieves a lot. Just none of it pleases God. That word achieve, listen, that word achieve right there means to make, to produce, to bring about, to build. Come on now. The anger of man has produced wars. The anger of man has produced debt. The anger of man has produced divorce. The anger of man has produced murder. Again, it produces a lot. It has produced depression, oppression. It has produced suicide. It has produced malice, wrath, strife, bitterness, low self-esteem. It has produced family breakups, generational mentalities. The anger of man produces, but nothing, nothing of that pleases God. It achieves it but it don't achieve righteousness. Now, I, want you, I, I, I gotta keep pounding this nail here because, again, saints, you know, it, Bishop, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. I, you really want me to fool with anger like that? Let me deal with somebody else. Tell me my four steps to rich. Give, give, me, give me five steps to my open door. Hmm? Give me my 12 steps to a better you. And the Lord is like, you angry. 
sis? You angry, bruh? I can't produce no righteousness in you when you angry. Okay, okay, righteousness. Write down the word righteousness. Watch this, just in case, just so we're clear. The state of correctness, right standing. So let's put it together. The anger of man does not build right standing. Huh. If I have the anger of man flowing through me, I am not in right standing with God. I don't care how much you go to church. How much you tithe. You're not correct. I don't care what they did. You're not correct. Okay. You don't get to tell God that the reason I'm mad is because of what they said. You don't get to tell God that. Because your anger has taken you out of correctness. You are out of right standing. And guess what, saints? They are not worth it. Nobody and no thing is worth me being out of right standing with God. You know why? I need too much from him. To let what you say to me, you mean to tell me I'm about to let some words that, that fell out of an unregenerate mouth disconnect me from the Holy One. Man, please. I'm gonna, I'm, somebody needs to learn this trick. Y'all ready for it? Let them talk. You're not saying nothing. There's nothing to say. Are you going to speak? No. Well, how you feel about it? Fine. See, when y'all can get a fine in your born again spirit, when you can get a, I'm okay. No, 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 no. For real. I'm not just saying I'm okay. I'm okay you ain't okay but that ain't got nothing to do with me right now because if I get out of the state of correctness I can't even pray for you if I get out of the state of correctness over what my co-worker did I can't pray for my kids y'all not in here if I get out of the state of correctness based upon what the person at the red light did I can't pray for my wife if I get out of the state of correctness based upon what I see on CNN or Fox News or whatever you're watching that day I can't pray for this church it is too much at stake for me to be out of God's will come on now I owe God too much it is too much on the table for God I live it is too much at stake I will not let anger disconnect me. Too much at stake. Y'all sitting up there giving up the well-being of everybody who is tied to your call. Because you want to be mad over what somebody posted on Facebook. Man, you better let them post. Next time they subliminally post you, don't respond. Why you mad? Too much at stake. I've reached the stage in my parenting. I know some of your older parents, y'all done been here already. My wife and I just at this stage 
we got three kids. And today, all three of them is in three different places. Now, for some of y'all, you're like, big deal. I'm used to the whole tribe being with me. So if something jump off, My tribe is everywhere today. Y'all not in here. So I gotta, I'm praying for all over the place. See, some of the older parents are like, yeah, 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 y'all still ain't caught it. Let me turn some more lights on in the room for y'all. You mean to tell me that I'm about to give up my power of prayer? I'm mad at you, the devil. I bet you I won't. I need to be praying for my kids. I need to make sure that the car go where it need to go, that my baby don't slide off the road, that everything is okay. I need to, oh, I need ministering spirits. About to give up my rights because I want to maintain an undisciplined, unregenerate, corrupted, broken, dark heart. God, no, 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 no. I need to be full of light because when I open my mouth, I need to see what he said. I want to see signs. I want to see wonders. I want to see miracles. And I ain't letting anger get in the way. I ain't letting anger get in the way. Some of y'all who got little babies, y'all better learn it now. Anger ain't worth it. Anger ain't worth it. Help me God, anger ain't worth it. But they, but God, y'all, I'm sorry y'all, but they, come on now, I ain't putting them on the level of my king. I'm not putting them on the level of the one who hung, bled, and died and rose up on the third day and went ahead to the throne and is seated at the right hand of the Father and sent me the comforter. I will not bow to anger. Y'all excuse me. Let's go deeper. Y'all playing with me today. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to keep preaching until I see something come off of it. I said, let's go. I, uh, listen, let me, let me tell y'all something. We ain't got time for these cute messages. We ain't got time for this perfume across the pulpit. We need people healed and delivered. We ain't got time for all these fashion shows. We need deliverance. All right. Let's go. Give me strength for it, God. Let's go. If the anger of man, whoo, let's go. If the anger of man doesn't produce righteousness, if the anger of man doesn't produce righteousness, what exactly is it producing? Let me give you two categories. Number one, the anger of man disassociates you as a son or daughter of God. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to show it to you in the Bible in a minute. The anger of man, see, y'all looking at me real strange. Y'all wanted me to keep celebrating. 
I'm going to teach and celebrate, teach some more and celebrate some more. We teach and we're going to celebrate. We're going to do it in between because it's a little thick in here. I said it disassociates you as a son or daughter of God. Here's the thing. You want sonship or you want to cuss them out? You want to be a daughter or you want to hold a grudge? Choose. Can't have both. You want to get them back or you want to roll with Jesus? Can't have both. In him there's light and how much darkness? Huh? No darkness at all. I don't know what this gospel is that we preaching in churches as if we can have a little darkness and still roll with Jesus. If a little leaven leavens the whole lump, what you think a little darkness will do? If a little fox, y'all not in the room. Why we keep teaching people that they can live any old type of way that they want to? And we not telling people the truth. This is why we have churches full of unregenerate people who are going out and lowering the standard of righteousness and telling everybody it don't take all of that. It does take all of that. It takes holiness. It takes righteousness. It takes purity. It takes godliness. It takes prayer. It takes fasting. It takes sacrifice. It takes worship, all of it. Yes, God, it takes all of it. Oh, let's go. Let's get it. The other day, y'all said I ain't even close. The other day, ooh, let's go. The other day, Overseer Daphne, we didn't talk about it, posted a sermon about the Isaiah narrative. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 6, ooh, it's about to get good. And in Isaiah chapter 6, the angels cried and said, holy, holy, holy. And the other king, as I died, I saw also the Lord high and lifted up his train filled the temple. Right? That's the Bible. Uzziah is not really the point of the text. The only reason he mentions Uzziah is so that we can have a point of reference. And it also shows us that Uzziah was king, but God was bigger. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I saw the Lord. It was much bigger than me knowing about Uzziah. And he says, and the angels cried to another. Holy, holy, holy. It's the whole song right there. Some of these songs got too many lyrics. It's the whole song right there. All these lyrics and no anointing. All these lyrics. You, you don't see you all these words. Holy, holy, holy. But the interesting thing about holiness, Overseer Ganey, is when they called him holy, they were saying that he was unlike anything else. Because there's nothing else that's holy but him. Oh, are we going somewhere? So when they call God holy, it's the same way, watch Daphne, as the New Testament narrative, only begotten. <laughs> See, because he's begotten, not made. Y'all, 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 come on. In other words, when Jesus comes onto the scene, what God told us is I gave my only begotten. In other words, let me give it to you another way. He ain't like you. He's completely different than anything else. He might walk like you. 
He might talk like you. He might even look like some of y'all. And the name y'all call him, it's 14 other people named Jesus, but he is the only begotten. Now I sat there and I pondered this thing. If God is holy and Jesus is the only begotten, what about me? He said, oh, that's easy. Be ye holy. Because I'm holy. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that the uniqueness that we see in God the Father and the begottenness that we see in Jesus the Son should also be the standard by which we live as Christians. You mean to tell me that his holiness and his uniqueness and his set-apartness and the begottenness of Jesus, whom my heart is focused on, should be the standard by which I live my life in this corrupt world. So, I should be peculiar. I am, y'all, I shouldn't be like you. I shouldn't act like you. I shouldn't think like you. Oh. I am governed by the ethic of the kingdom, not the ethic of the world. I'm sorry. My standards is different. And for me, it takes all that. They tell me all the time, you a young man, why you wear them robes? It takes this for me. Ain't no power in these robes. Ain't no power in this cassock. You know what this cassock does? It shows the world visibly that I ain't like them. That's all it is. Just like the cop got his uniform to identify that he's a cop and the firefighter got his uniform to identify he's a firefighter and the doctor got a uniform to identify that they're a doctor and the nurse has a uniform to identify that they are a nurse. Come on now, I have a uniform that identifies that I am a priest. Hey, of the Lord. I ain't like them. I ain't a rapper. I'm not a motivational speaker. I am not here to inspire you. I am here for transformation. I'm a trainer. I break off hardship. I bring deliverance. I am the voice of God. The voice. The voice. I gotta be open for him to speak through me. Y'all sit. This ain't Dale Carnegie. I ain't teaching y'all how to win friends and influence people. This ain't a TED talk. This is Breakthrough Sunday. Not just today, Air Sunday. Anger, let's go. Anger disassociates me. Here's my next one. Oh man, here we go. Anger. Y'all buckle, buckle. Anger associates me as a child of the devil. Let me read both parts. My bad, my bad, y'all need to hear them again. What does anger do since some of us want to play with it? Whisper to it at night. Anger disassociates me as a son or daughter of God. Number two, anger associates me as a child of the devil. So, 
The anger of man produces a state of godly separation and demonic heredity. Y'all need it again? The anger of man produces a state of godly separation and demonic heredity. No. Yes. Prove it. Okay. First John. Chapter 3. Verse 10. On the screen. By this, the children of God and the children, uh-oh, of the who? Y'all don't want to read the Bible. It's on. Are these screens off? Okay, I'm making sure, making sure the screens was on. The children of God. Okay, let's read it another way. The offspring of God. That's not even going to do it. The heredity of God. Let's do it like this. Those who are in the bloodline of God and those who are in the bloodline of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God. If you don't practice righteousness, you are in the bloodline of the devil. Nor the one who doesn't love his brother. Let me let that sit for y'all in a second. You know the family member who get on your nerves? You know that family member? The one who's struggling with addiction and you know it? You got free and they didn't? Now you don't want to be around them when you should be praying for them? Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me today. They stole from you to get high? And now you're still carrying a grudge? Not understanding that they didn't steal from you what had them did? The addiction stole from you. They didn't steal from you. They're lost in the addiction. Your uncle didn't steal from you. The alcohol that has your uncle stole from you. The marijuana call, y'all, come on now. The, the, your cousin didn't steal from you. The crack did. Let's go here. Let's go here, since some of y'all looking at me sideways. Because we understand it, Christina, about alcohol. We understand it about drugs, but here's what I have learned. Hmm. Sin is an addictive substance. No, Bishop, read Romans 7 when you get a chance. Because Paul was like, I really want to do right, but I keep doing wrong. I want to say right and I say wrong. He said, it ain't me. It's the sin. Because he understood that once sin is allowed to permeate your heart, that watch this sin becomes a controller. It takes the control of your life and it begins to do with your life what it wants to do because you are no longer being governed by the born again spirit, but the sin is telling you who to like. The sin is telling you who not to like. The sin is telling you who to love. The sin is telling you who not to love. Watch this. Let's go ahead and deep, come on some deeper water. If you got anger against anyone, what you are demonstrating is you have the presence of, watch this, you're harboring a fugitive in your heart. Listen to me. So I 
can be mad at my third cousin on my mama's side. Hmm? I'm harboring a fugitive. That's the anger of man. That same fugitive that I think is pinpointed at my third cousin on my mama's side will mess around and contaminate my ability to even love. Now I think I'm in love with somebody and I marry them only because the devil is trying to oh, manipulate my future by controlling my present, y'all. But Colossians says he's been rendered powerless. The only power the devil has is the power you give him. You know one of the quickest ways to give devil power? Get mad. Let me say it one more time. The only power the devil has is the power you give him. Quickest way to give the devil power? Get mad. I said it last week. Some of y'all didn't want to raise your hand. How many times you done got mad and blacked out? Don't even remember what you said. Thank you. A couple of y'all. I don't know what I said. And then, you, then, then we, we do apologies like this. I'm sorry for what I said. I was just mad. Now, how many of y'all have ever been on the other side of that apology? Why y'all looking at me like, how many of y'all have ever been on the other side of that apology? When somebody said, I'm sorry what I said to you, I was just mad. How many of you have ever been on the other side? Okay, hands down. They wasn't lying. They're not lying. The anger took control of them in that moment. The issue with the statement is not that the statement's a lie. The issue with the statement is this. That many times we won't do anything about the anger. An apology is not deliverance. An apology don't get rid of it. So, so just because you can acknowledge that the anger took control of your mouth, but it didn't bother you enough for you to do anything about it. That, let me go back to over here. So I have a disconnection and a shift in heredity. Here's the thing, Devin, it's not instant. It's not like I get mad once. It's not instant. It's a slide. But it's also nothing to ignore. The shift, the shift, the disconnection, the shift doesn't happen all at once. But you become futile. You get angry. And watch this. Ooh, Lord have mercy. We even train and applaud our children when they are showing the anger of man even as infants. They don't get what they want. Oh, look at him having a little tantrum. Mm-mm. <clears throat> mm. Mm, hold on. You need to know the difference. You ever see that baby that gets the bottle and you give it to him and they and then you give it back to him and then they take it again? Right then, born again parents, you need to like that first throw like, 
Soon as you see the hand coming back, you need to be like, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I need to know whether or not that's anger or they want to play catch. I need you to tell me real fast. I need you to tell me real fast, Lord, because I just need to know which way I'm going with this. Because if they want to play catch, I just need to show them what a ball is. But if this is anger, then we need to correct this ASAP. I'm not, we, we ain't, no, because I'm not going to allow this to fester as a child. Because if you think that the only way to respond when you don't get your way is by being angry, you will grow up. And you think the only way to respond when you don't get your way is to be angry. So when God says no, you throw a tantrum because no parent corrected you when you were a baby. And stop, woo, stop talking about I ain't had no, no parent, I ain't had no father to ever teach me. <laughs> I don't have nobody. You got somebody to teach you now. You just won't submit. My dad ain't no good. Come on now. There are fathers out here. Y'all not in here. You do not have to continue to be the product of bad parenting. Not when God has raised up supernatural, born again, yoke destroying, burden lifting, Holy Ghost filled parents to pour into your life. Stop that. My dad ain't no good. First of all, the Lord is like, I am not a man. And if I'm not a, a man that I should lie, neither the son of man that I should repent. And if I said it, I make it good. You need to be asking God, God, who is in my life tangibly that's going to keep me safe and let me quit playing games. Let me quit playing games. Let me, I've been hurt, I've been lied on. I have had knives in my back. But watch this, one thing I never stop doing is the will of God. Come on now, you, you, you brush yourself off. Hmm. Stop that. Can I go further? Shan's, Shan's over it. <laughs> All right, just want to make sure. All right. Let's go. Let's go deeper. Y'all ready? Breathe. Let's go. The differentiator between the anger of man and, the, and righteous indignation is not the anger. The differentiator between the anger of man and righteous indignation is not the anger. That's not the difference. Here's the difference. Y'all re ready? Source and target. The difference between the anger of man and righteous indignation is the source of the anger and the target of the anger. Whew. The anger of man pulls from a corrupted heart. Everything it gets is the wisdom from the earth. That wisdom of the earth it's demonic, it's natural. That's what James says. It includes bitter jealousy, 
selfish ambition. That is the well that the anger of man pulls from. Ain't no such thing as jealousy without anger. You're not jealous without the root of anger. You might not be angry at the person you're jealous with, but you might be, watch this, but you're angry about something. Either, either you don't think they deserve it, or you're mad because you ain't got it. Or both. So the anger of man pulls from a corrupted heart. Watch this. What is its, what is its target? Vengeance. Retribution. The anger of man won't pay back. It's pulling from the corrupted source. So watch that. Peace is not even in there. Have you ever noticed that in the ethic of the world, peace has conditions? Listen, there's a problem going on right now with Russia and Ukraine. Listen, negotiators are negotiating peace. If they do this and they do this and they do this, are you going to go to war? Come on, can you, can you, no, no, don't do that. You can do this, but not that. Now watch this. If they don't go to war, in the ethic of the world, somebody's going to get patted on the back because they achieved peace. But that's not even peace. That's not peace in the kingdom. Peace is not the absence of conflict. You don't have peace just because it's not on fire right now. You have peace because fire is no longer possible. That, that is not, that's not going to work. Watch it. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because my eyes have stayed on him, the prosperity of all weapons has been rendered null. <laughs> For the Ukraine and Russia, the lull in the fighting didn't take the sting out of the bullet. That bullet will still kill if fired. But when God gives me peace, Weapons get rendered useless. <laughs> That's why you can rest. Shoot. The weapons have been rendered useless. I'm getting looks. Because y'all like, no. No. Colossians. We are in Colossians. Chapter 2, it ain't going to be on the screen. For 2.13, ready? No? Come on, y'all, click, swipe, turn pages. Ready? 
Come on now, that's why, you, you, you know, ready. Need two devices around here. Ready? 2.13, when you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive. Thank you, God. Together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions. Thank you. Having canceled. Canceled, canceled out. Not put on pause. This don't say forbearance. Anybody ever put your loans in forbearance? When your loan is in forbearance, you still owe it. That ain't what the Lord does. See, listen, in the ethic of the world, peace is forbearance. In the ethic of the kingdom, peace is cancellation. Somebody is hearing me. He canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. He has taken it out the way, nailed it to the cross. It's over. It's done. When he had, look, disarmed the rulers and the authorities, and he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Wait a minute. My debts is canceled and my enemies are disarmed. That's peace. peace in the ethic of the kingdom I have canceled debts not debt on hold cancel okay let me make let me make lower my towel let me make that let me make it even cleaner for somebody in here so we can get some real freedom because we need freedom on this point if your debts are canceled and Romans 8 says there is no condemnation and we also know according to Romans that the wage or the payment for sin is death. This means that all the drama you committed, all of the mistakes you made, everything you did in disobedience to God, everything that hurt him, everything that was against the word, everything that was against the ethic of the kingdom, the moment you repent, the debt is canceled. Y'all, y'all, this is why I, you roll with Jesus. Like, who else cancels my... Y'all keep turning the 103rd song. Yeah, oh, let's go. Let's get after it. Come on, turn quick. I'm going to show y'all why you roll with the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. What, 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 wait, wait. And forget not all his benefits. What are they? You pardon. How much of my iniquity? All. Peace. All my iniquity. Wait a minute. Iniquity and transgression and sin. Iniquity, transgression, and sin. Iniquity is the root. Transgression is when my unrighteousness comes through the surface. Sin is when my, my, when my iniquity bears fruit. So you mean to tell me that you just pardoned me from every root cause? Which means that when I come to the Lord, generational curses, canceled. Generational sickness, canceled. 
generational decisions canceled? You mean that what has happened before me gets canceled when I come to you? You mean to tell me that every iniquity, the stuff that's weighed down in me, you pardoned it all? That's a benefit of you? Where do I sign up? Is there anybody that wants to be with him? Is there anybody that wants to serve a God like that? Is there anybody that wants to submit to a God that is so good that you pardon? You pardoned all the roots. That's not enough for somebody. Heals all. I hear you. I hear you over there saying, all my disease. Or the, let me, let me watch it, watch this. Oh, Shan. All my disease. All my dis-ease. Anything that's taking me from being at ease. You mean to tell me that when I come to you, everything robbing me of my peace is over. You're giving me ease. I'll give you rest for your soul. I'll give you rest, hey God, for your soul. Somebody thank him. I'll give you rest. That ain't enough. I like pardon. I like heals. Redeems you. What you redeem? You redeem my life from the pit. Y'all, who wouldn't serve? A God like this crowns you with loving kindness, compassion. Watch this. Who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the ego. Let me just read one more verse that we often overlook. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that those benefits, that's just what he does. Oh, he performs. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> Daniel Burr got it. Like, the Lord's like, these benefits aren't like me going out of the way. So, this is not like, this, the Lord's like, this ain't extra. This is who I am. I do this. Oh, no, 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 no trouble. This ain't more than, you, you, no, 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 you, now watch this. If this is his baseline, I'm about to run. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding, high, abundant, yes, Lord, above all. Woo! Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. You can do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think. Exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think. Exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think. So wait a minute. I can read this. So this means, if I can read this, this is in the realm of what I can ask or think. And he's like, I know. I got some stuff that you ain't read yet. I got some stuff outside the book I want to give you. Hey, I got some stuff that is better than your mind can even imagine. I want to blow your mind with good things. You think a pardon of iniquity is all I can do? I can pardon.
regarding you and your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. I'm about to pardon people that you ain't even seen yet. All because of the yes that you will give me today. But it says that he does it according to the power which worketh in us. Just in case y'all think I forgot, let me loop you around. If you do it according to the power that worketh in me, why in the world would I let anger take my power? <laughs> Somebody better say I ain't mad and mean it. <laughs> like I, I ain't mad. Like. I need power. And listen, I need power working. Y'all, I'm through. I need power working. I don't need the power I'm talking about. I don't need power that I see somebody else working. I need power working in me. Come on now, I don't want nothing stopping the power in me. I'm not talking about Bible quoting power. No, 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 no. I'm talking about yoke destroying power. I'm talking about burden lifting power. I need that power working in me. I'm talking about they shall lay hands on the sick and they recover. I'm talking about these signs will follow them that believe. I'm talking about power of peace. I'm talking about supernatural joy. I'm talking about supernatural holiness. Hey, I'm talking about power. I'm talking about treading on serpents. I'm talking about power. Now you can keep living in the naturals if you want to, but we going higher. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want a natural life. That's the ethic of the world. I need a super That's it. Yeah. No, Bishop, it don't work like that. Lies. Let me, let me whoop the devil one more verse. It ain't in there. Let me whoop this devil one more time. Colossians 3. Therefore, verse 1, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking. Keep seeking things above. I know somebody is like, Bishop, we, we sick of Colossians. Oh no, we be here all year. Keep seeking things. I, I'm going to keep talking about this till y'all start seeking stuff above what you can see. I'm talking about above all. I said above all. I'm talking about, I want you to start seeking stuff above your credit score. I want you to start seeking stuff above your pay grade. Above what you've seen your parents do. Above what you see in anybody in your family. I don't care if ain't nobody finished school, you will. I don't care if ain't nobody ever had a successful business, you will. I don't care if everybody suffered with sickness, you won't. I don't care if ain't nobody ever bought a brand new car, drive off the lot in one. I don't care if everybody has always had hand-me-downs, that's not your story. God says above, we're going higher, higher in the glory higher in his power higher in truth God says more more peace more joy God says more 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 open up the windows of heaven and pour out we done with anger I'm done with anger 
I don't want the fake power that anger affords. I want the real power that comes with the comforter. Bishop, I done messed up too bad. Done too much. It's been too awful. Here it is. Now unto him who's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless. Am I saying fault? Yeah. You keep bringing up if you want to, but I've been presented faultless. 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 I'm going with God, faultless. I'm walking with the king, faultless. I'm going to stay with the Holy Ghost, faultless. I may have made mistakes, but he has made me glad. Fall, hey, he has made me glad. Faultless. That's for everybody who thinks you're going to struggle your whole life. If you can keep me from falling, why do I think I have to fall? Hold me up, Lord, while I walk. <laughs> hold me up, God. Come on, hold me up, God. Here I am. I ain't going to let nothing get in the way of you holding me up. I will not be angry. I will not be bitter. I will not walk in unforgiveness. I will not have strife. I will not have malice. I will not have wrath. I will give up the lust of the flesh. I will give up the lust of the eyes. I will give up the pride of life. I am a chosen generation. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed go begging for bread. Hold me up with your word. I receive the word implanted, which is able to save my soul. I will walk in the newness of life. Yay, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. You are with me. Walk with me, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I rebuke anger. Somebody just shout, it gotta go. Come on, worship. Imasa. Get rid of that anger. Thank you, Jesus. We walk in the newness of life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Woo! If you receive him today, he'll make you unrecognizable. Y'all thought you needed to change your number and your address. No, you just needed to get born again for real. Church ain't gonna do what this does. No, 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 no. Another program ain't gonna work this out. 
No, no, no. You need, oh, come on now. You need the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about being born from above. From whom there is no variableness. No shadow of turning. God is making you unrecognizable. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What do you mean, Bishop? I'm talking about every way that the devil used to have access to your life. When you come to the Lord, access denied. For somebody in here, the locks just got changed on your whole heart. Devil, yeah, the locks got changed in your heart. That's it, run. I said the locks run. The locks run. The locks just got changed on your heart. Devil, you can you have no access. You have no access. As a matter of fact, I speak in this place. I make a declaration that as you come into the newness of life, come on, by your prayer, by your spirit, by your worship, God is changing access. Somebody needs to go ahead and do it for your children too. Access. Sorry devil. Wrong number. Hey. Sorry devil. You, wrong number. They don't live here no more. They don't live here no more. I no longer live at the address of doubt. I no longer live at the address of fear. I no longer live at the address of disbelief. I reside at the address of power. I reside at the address of love. I reside at the address of a sound mind. Hey, though he slays me, yet will I trust him. Yes, I feel okay today. Address change. I don't live there no more. Okay, I'll say that too. The Lord says, don't give out your new number. It's okay. I need somebody to receive it. My bad, Lord. The last time I gave you yes, I gave out my new number to all the people who wanted me to say no. But no, lock's been changed. And when they try to reach you, let it ring disconnected. My God on today, disconnected. I won't let anger Yep. Yep. Don't let anger stop. All this stuff God got for you? Like all this stuff God want to do? Like uh, anger? All this stuff. Somebody just need to tell Lord, I'm sorry. My bad, Lord. I've been holding on this stuff for years. Thinking. Thinking thinking that the government was holding me up, thinking that the economy was holding me up, thinking I'm about to hit the devil, 
thinking that my skin color was holding me up. None of that was holding me up. I was holding me up. Bishop, are you saying there's no racism? Not in the new creation. Racism only exists in the ethic of the world. It doesn't exist in the ethic of the kingdom. This is why every church that promotes a racist gospel is not really the church of the living God. I said it on tape. The ethic of the kingdom is not racist. The ethic of the kingdom is not even patriotic. The ethic, hey, the ethic of the kingdom is kingdom focused. It said, watch this, the ethic of the kingdom is genderless. Okay, they wanna, there is no male nor female, Jew nor Greek, bond nor free. What did Colossians say? Scythian, barbarian, for Christ is one, all in all. This is why I rebuke that demonic oppression over our women. I rebuke the demonic oppression over our young people. I rebuke the demonic oppression over our races. I rebuke the demonic oppression by governments over the house of God. We will rejoice. We raise up as the kingdom. I want this place to look like heaven, not like a corrupted earth. I said this place gonna look like heaven, not like a corrupted earth. I need people who believe in the word of the Lord to lift your hands and agree. Our model of prayer is your will be done in earth as it is. Can I release something in here? Can I release this? Oh man, let me release this. The as it is is about to hit your house. Come on, you got to receive it. Earth and heaven are about to match for the obedient. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the fruit of the land. If you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured with the sword, but I release the as it is. It's gonna match for the obedient. I don't understand. Every area of your life is about to line up with how it looks in heaven. Which means, which means, I'm talking as clearly as I can, which means your plans gotta match heaven. Your ethic has to match heaven. See, folk gotta stop shouting now. Cause faith without works. I want to be sober because somebody needs to be listening. I know, I know. You want the as it is, but you don't want to do as it is. Your budget, in my your budget, 
your forgiveness because there is no disagreements in heaven. How you know, Bishop? Because when the devil tried it, he had to leave. There's no jealousy in heaven. There's no darkness in heaven. There's only power in heaven. The worship is pure in heaven. Nobody needs anything in heaven. All your needs are met in heaven. Anybody received it as it is? Somebody say, I'm willing to be obedient. Come on, he wouldn't tell us to pray it if we couldn't have it. He wouldn't tell us to pray it, Caney, if we couldn't have it. He wouldn't tell us to pray it if you couldn't have it. Lord, I thank you. And here's the thing. The as it is, is not new. To the Lord, as it is for us, is as it was for him. Which means, you're about to walk into the already of God. I keep asking God, God, why Colossians? Why Colossians? And I see it. I see it's moving. But then I figure out, Mr. Reynolds, that in Colossians, everything that he was warning them over, everything that he was saying was in the past tense. You have been. You have been. You have been. You have been. In other words, Paul was talking to a group of people who had been delivered, telling them, don't go back. The word of the Lord. He brought you out and you still breathing. You better not go back. Don't go back. Stay out. I'm about to walk into the already. <laughs> there is nothing too hard. Next time you say you're giving up, I want you to recall nothing too hard. Lord, I thank you for the word. I thank you for your truth. Now, God, make us doers of the word and not hearers only. Lord, we walk into your already. Help us have and as it is for the rest of our life. We want our lives to match the kingdom. And we will not allow anger to get in the way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap those hands. How many of you received that? Overseer, come. Just in that same atmosphere. Y'all stay in worship. She's coming. Here's, I need to say something to y'all. Because so, I, I told the saints on Wednesday, when it's time to give, we often want to come out of worship. 
we're still worshiping. Like we're still in worship right now. In the scripture, they would ask the question, listen, when God would do something for them in their life, it was almost natural, elderly. They would say, what shall I render for all of the things that you have done? One of the beautiful things about this house is we will never do a hard offering. We will never beg. This house is supernaturally provided for. Just like we lay hands on the sick and they recover, the resources of this house are supernatural too. I mean, we have supernatural resource supply. The hand of the Lord stays on it. You know why? Because we line up giving as a moment of worship. So as the overseer gives us instruction, don't come out of worship. Doesn't make me a bit of difference. If you come with a quarter or a dollar, just make sure whatever you bring, it's what God said. There's a song that says, little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. See, what God multiplies is obedience. So she's given us instruction, but I'm going to ask everybody to get your response in your hand. Ooh, that's good. Put your response in your hand, and she will instruct you. Overseer. Yeah, I know. Just. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello, everyone. This is our time of giving. I have the cards that I have been speaking about, been talking about, been praying over. And these are the cards that have been set forth for everyone to have an opportunity to drop this family a word of encouragement. These are the cards that are located right up here at the podium. There's pens up there and then there's a love box. Let God do you. A word of encouragement has no limit, has no price. If you choose to give, amen. If you say, look, I just, all I have is a word of encouragement at this time. You cannot put a price on that, amen. My prayer is that everyone will take an opportunity to drop a word of encouragement to our bishop and the first lady. There is no price on what he gave us today. There is no price on what he gave us today, amen. We ask that you follow the lead of the ushers, of the hospitality team as they lead us forward. We ask that you get your giving in your hand and you come back so Bishop may dismiss us as a family. Amen? Amen. If you want a card, Ebony, my daughter, hold your hand up. Has some cards right here and there are also some cards located up here. Amen? Let us pray. Dear Most Heavenly Father, Father, first of all, we thank you for this word of God that has been imparted into us, Father. Father, we ask that we continue to do what your will is. Continue, Father, to strengthen us as we give you our yes. Father, we take these gifts and we do not take them lightly, Father. We do everything that is satisfaction and glory to your mighty and precious name. We love you, Lord, for who you are. We love you, Lord, for what you're going to do in this season. 
In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Have an awesome week. Come on, babies. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes. I love y'all. <laughs> Here's what's so funny about it. Let me tell y'all what's so funny about it. So I showed up to the church yesterday to pick up something from my office. And they was in the sanctuary conspiring. 
they was practicing and conspiring. And when I walked in, they turned around like, we ain't doing nothing, Bishop, we ain't doing nothing at all. And mother, the ringleader, was on the second row. Like, I ain't got nothing to do with it. If you don't want them to icky shuffle, she was like denying all responsibility. When she knows she was the choreographer. No, she was. Practicing. Everybody stand to your feet. How many of you guys were stretched today? couple of things as everyone is standing. Pantry volunteers, we are giving out so much food. The, we need additional support and volunteers uh, as we transition our pantry to a choice pantry, giving those in need of food the ability to kind of go in like a grocery store and shop. So we want to get volunteers to assist. Please see Ms. Robbie Brandon or Ms. Ms. Rosalind Allen, either one, if you want to volunteer. February 26th, 9 to 12, virtual training on how to study the Bible. If you are not registered, it is free. It is free. It is free. February 26th, see Minister Shantrice to register. Also, Lent is coming. Man, it seems like we just got out of Advent. We are going to worship. We're not going to have a traditional uh, Wednesday service on Ash Wednesday, March 2nd. We'll have a worship service on that night. I'll be bringing a word. So Ash Wednesday, uh, please everyone put that on your calendar. That's March 2nd. We'll begin at 7.15 for our Ash Wednesday worship. And it will lead us into the Lenten season. Start praying now about what you're gonna give up, what you're gonna give in, that's surrender, and what you're gonna give to. Give up, give in, give to. Everybody standing? Let's prepare. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures
One more time. to keep us from falling yes. present us faultless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever may God bless you may heaven smile upon you and give you peace this is my prayer amen have a wonderful day love somebody before you leave greet your neighbor tell him you're glad to see him movement is still spreading the gospel virtually live every Sunday morning and Wednesday night. All you have to do is tune in during these times. So come and check us out and get the word on these platforms. Just download the BoxCast app on your Roku, Apple TV, and Fire Stick TV. You can watch us on your favorite social media or watch us at the marketplacemovement.online.church or our church website themarketplacemovement.com view worship. The Marketplace Movement, where we continue to reach, enhance, and advance lives.